Hi, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Coogee Voice. Today, we're talking with Aliyah Babek from School Strikes for Climate. In today's episode, we unpack why school students are striking for climate, as well as the very real climate strike anxiety that many kids are experiencing today. You're listening to Coogee Voice. When it comes to climate change, they they do not listen to the science at all. They ignore the science. The science could not be clearer. But when it comes to COVID, every day we hear, oh, we're listening to the health advice. Aliyah, welcome to Coogee Voice. How are you going today? I'm very good, thank you. How are you? I think it's a good day. It's nice and hot. It's sunny outside. There's people out. Lockdown's over. People are smiling around. It's, yeah, I feel good. It's such a good day. I'm going to go out with my friends later today. I'm very excited. I was at the beach this morning. It's been a nice day. Well, I think that's one of the best parts of the eastern suburbs, don't you think? We're pretty lucky how close we are. I agree. I love it so much. You can just, I can go barefoot to the beach, have a swim after school and come back home. It's so nice. I think I've just found out what your favorite part of the Eastern Suburbs is. Definitely. What would be your least favorite part? I don't think there is a least favorite part. I feel like the obvious thing to say is, oh, you're not so close to the city. But like public transport is great. I live close to the light rail so I can get to school and to the city so easily. I actually, I have nothing to criticize. There's nothing wrong with that. Now, Before we sort of get into talking about climate strikes, you're in your final year of school. How are you going? Good luck with the HSC. How's this year been for you and your friends? Oh, thank you so much, firstly. Um, It's been pretty stressful, I'm not going to lie. The whole COVID thing threw me off and learning online is, is really not like going to school. I've gone to school like for the past week. I've been at school, which has been really nice. It's different because we have to wear masks and everything. The HSC is coming so soon and it's very daunting. Like it's it's three weeks away. So that's quite scary, but I'm so excited for it to be over. Five terms of year 12 is too long and I just want to be done now. I'm, I'm fine. I, I'm excited. I'm really excited that you're excited. It's really awesome that you are. And to you and to all the year 12 students, good luck. My biggest piece of advice as someone who went through it not that long ago is try your hardest, study. And I would say any adult would say this as well. This moment does not define you. So regardless of how you go with your HSC, there are going to be much more wonderful and terrible things that happen to you in your life. I would say that most people, if you ask them even what their HSC mark was, they may not even remember. So there are a lot of other things that we can be doing. And as I said, the HSE, there's a huge amount of pressure on young people uh, in completing it, but please don't let don't let that anxiety and that stress get to you. Yeah, I think I'm just going to try my hardest and then that's all I can do. Aliyah, you've been an organiser of school strikes for climate. Tell us a little bit about that and how and why you got involved. 
So um, I've actually been part of the School Strike for Climate Committee for a long time now. I think it's been five years. And I've always been very passionate about the environment. My whole family has. I remember I was at Newtown Markets and Jean came up to me, Jean Hinchcliffe, who was organising her first strike. She like talked to me and she was like, oh, we're organizing this strike. Like, come along. It's a town hall. We're striking for climate. Because I've always been quite appalled from Australia's inaction on climate change. Myself, I'm German. So my family is German. And obviously, like Germany has taken a lot more proactive steps to take action on climate change. And they're, I feel like they're a lot more educated on it. At least the government is. Um, and they're very far ahead compared to Australia. So I've always been quite embarrassed about Australia's inaction. So when I heard about this, I was I was really excited also because I'd heard about Greta Thunberg who started it in Sweden. Yeah, I was very excited and I went to the strike and it was it was amazing. Like the vibe was insane. Um, it was so much fun. There were a lot of people for the first strike. So I was talking to Jean and she was like, oh, would you like to get involved? And I was like, yes, of course, like this is amazing. So I joined the team. Like the community is great. There are so many amazing people. Like I've always been passionate about it, but I hadn't really met that many other people that were that passionate about it because I was quite young at like the time, maybe 13. So um, it was great to have some good conversations and find ways where we can actually make positive change. So yeah, and since then I've organized numerous strikes. It's given me so many opportunities, I think. Like School Strike as an organization is great because of what we do, but also there's so many doors that it can open and opportunities like being on this podcast and yeah. For listeners who aren't familiar with School Strikes for Climate, can you tell us about the climate strikes? What are they and why are school students striking? So um, we are a student-led organisation. We are non-partisan, so we don't endorse or we're not part of a party. So we are a group of students and we strike because we demand action on climate change. We have become sick of the government's inaction and it has come to, into our hands to do something. We are the ones who will be most affected by climate change. All the politicians, they're old, they're going to probably be dead by the time it actually properly kicks in. But we're the ones who will have to deal with it. There's going to be like mass migrations, food shortages. Like we can already see the Black Summer fires last year or two years ago. They were awful, but that is going to become the norm. And we don't want to live in a world like that. We want to have the same opportunities. We want to be able to raise kids not having a bad feeling that they're not going to have like a, a nice life. We want to live in a world like today, but with the rate we're going at, that's not going to happen. We're destroying our world like day after day, second after second, because of the government's ignorance on actually taking meaningful action. And Honestly, we're not striking because we have too much time on our hands. Like we would rather be hanging out with our friends, going to the beach. Like, I mean, I'm doing my HSC, like I should be studying. But the thing is, you should be having fun. Yeah, exactly. It's too important to not do anything. It's too big of an issue. I can't just sit there and like watch this happen and not do anything because I know that I will regret it. Like this is the most vital time these next few years and the past few years have been so important, but nothing is happening. And time, like there's a time bomb. Like this isn't an issue that, oh, if we like wait a few years, it's fine, we can solve it. We are working against time. And that's why the students are getting up because we've realized this, we've noticed this and the older generation is not doing enough. So it's come to us to actually demand action because we're angry. It's pretty, it's hideous what's happening. 
Aaliyah, some parts of the media and some politicians would argue that kids and students shouldn't be involved in this kind of activism. What do you say to that? That makes me quite angry, actually, because, well, in a way, they are right. We should be having fun. We should be doing what we want to do. But if they did their job properly, I completely agree with them. You know, be a kid, live your life or whatever. But they're not doing their job. They're not upholding the duty of care. They're not taking meaningful measures to ensure that we have a safe future. They're not doing what they should be doing. And that's why we have to take action. And if they can't deal with that, well, then they should do something against it. Scott Morrison has complained so many times that our kids should stay at school, like don't go on the strikes, la, 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 la. I'm sorry, if you want us to stay in school, we are happy to, but have an actual good climate policy so that we don't need to. Like it's it's so stupid. How has it become the kids' responsibility to strike, to demand action, to create petitions and this huge movement just because our governments don't have the willpower to do it. There have been other arguments that you're just kids. What would you know about this issue? What do you say to that? Well, I think honestly that we're more educated than they are because obviously like social media isn't a huge part of our like generation and social media can spread a lot of negative things, but it also gives us a lot more access to um, information on a day-to-day basis. So I think if you are interested in specific things and you are searching to find information, then it's a great platform to do this. And that's where I hear heats of movements from it. And I think the government, it's actually quite interesting because when it comes to climate change, they, they do not listen to the science at all. They ignore the science. The science could not be clearer. But when it comes to COVID, every day we hear, oh, we're listening to the health advice. Like we need to listen to what the doctors say, what the scientists say. And I think they are very selective in choosing what they do. And honestly, it makes me very mad because we took such proactive and like preventative measures for COVID and it worked to some extent. But why with climate change are they so ignorant? I'm aware that there was an incident between yourself and a certain federal member of parliament's wife who actually, am I correct, she shut you down because you were asking about climate policies. I think for myself, I engage a lot with young people. I'm interested in your thoughts and your views of the world and things that you're interested in. And I think good policy is reflective of everyone in our community. How important is it? for politicians to engage with young people regardless of whether they vote or not? Well, I think it is very important because we are the next generation. And yeah, so this incident happened in 2019. I spent nine hours campaigning in front of a polling booth. Nine hours, like I was very tired at the end. And I was handing out nonpartisan flyers for each of the party's climate policies. And at one point, this federal politician comes in with his wife and I ask him what his climate policy was. And he dismissed me and he shut me down. He was like, look at it online. And then I responded, I'd like to hear your own views because I think that's important. And then he was like, no, you're not 18. I don't need to talk to you. You're not voting. And honestly, that I was quite disappointed with that response because as a politician, you're re- representing everyone in that community, not only those who, who vote. And I thought that was quite, I was quite shocked by his response. Anyway, and then his wife came, she told me to stop harassing him. And that was also quite interesting to me because how could a simple question, what is your climate policy, be considered harassment? 
that just shows that something's wrong. Anyway, and then she she kept saying how I was immature and how I didn't know what I was talking about. I was 15 years old at the time. And then she like shoved me. It wasn't like, it wasn't a big shove, but I still like, I asked her to not touch me because that's inappropriate. Anyway, and then a few weeks ago, she published an article online saying that this incident like ruined her reputation and like it was false or something. And that made me very hurt because it was an incident that I felt quite strongly about. I was, I was quite horrified of what she did, but I didn't tell anyone. Like someone posted it online, but I didn't, I don't know. Like, it's not okay what she did, but nothing happened, right? And then two years later, she brings it up again and then twists the truth. And I think that is just something I I personally don't want to deal with. And I don't think she should get away with that. If you decide to become a politician or if you're a politician's wife, you know that you're in the public spotlight. There's going to be criticism against you. That's why you need to know how to deal with that. And you need to know how to deal with questions you don't want to respond to. Although I think what is your climate policy is a question you should know how to respond to. I'm not sure what happened. Also, it's quite upsetting because I obviously feel very passionate about climate change and I've been part of a lot of actions and I've held speeches I've been to different like rallies and stuff and I find that I often get like personally attacked by people from like other parties that are opposing what we do personally like I I would never attack someone personally I can like I can criticize their policies or their beliefs or whatever they're saying but I would never overstep that line to attack them personally but that is what those people like tend to do I have been called ugly, undeserving of the future, immature, you're so dumb. Like all these things have been said to me. Like I'm 17 years old now. Like I was in school uniform when these people said that to me. As at the time, like that happened when I was 13 as well. Like that really hurt my feelings. And I think it's quite horrific that these older men and women have to insult children just because they don't know how to deal with it and because they feel personally attacked when someone asks them about climate change but nevertheless I feel so strongly about this issue that I keep getting up because it's not about me it's not about anyone it's about everyone climate change affects everyone in the world if you're rich if you're poor if you live in Africa if you live in Siberia it affects everyone. Aaliyah I'm so sorry that that has happened to you I wholeheartedly agree. There's a fundamental difference between criticising and having a discussion around policy and attacking people on a personal level. And I'm sorry that that's happened to you and I'm sorry that people uh, in positions of power abuse their power to marginalise young people like yourself. I am interested, though, on your thoughts around where the debate in climate change has gone. For me, one of the things that I find distressing and scary is how one it's become an incredibly polarizing debate you're either in it or you're not and there's very little room I think even with some parts of our society to just have measured conversations around it as well as the parts of the dialogue which are I don't believe in it saying that it's fake or false I'm interested to know your thoughts on that I I completely agree. I think that's one of the fundamental issues. Climate change shouldn't be a political issue. It's it's not. It's it's a it's a fact and like it has become a political issue. I I have noticed myself that you can't have like a, a normal conversation about climate change. People either feel so passionately against it 
or so passionately for it, it like it always clashes and if someone if you talk about climate change or if I want to have a conversation with someone I don't know they're like oh I don't want to talk about politics but I think having a discussion on climate change is is so important it's become part of our reality and it's it's more than politics like it, it shouldn't be part of politics and I think this like the idea that you're either in it or without it has become a huge issue in in Australia because obviously like the different parties are very have very different stances on on climate change and they have different positions but that shouldn't be the case I think all like in Europe for example like once again I'm going to compare it to Germany all like parties in Germany have a climate policy that is okay it's not amazing but it's it's definitely better than what there is here Right. And although there's going to be different, like, obviously they had a vote recently and um, but no matter who gets voted in, there is going to be action on climate change. And I think here it's just become such a political thing and you can't have meaningful conversations about it because people get so defensive and so upset. When you hear about the impacts of climate change, how does it make you feel? It makes me feel really upset and it's hard to let it not affect me because there's just like I I know so much about it and I can't unknow it like once you know something you know it and it affects me it affects me every day and I I went through the stage of like taking it personally in a way like I would hear all the bad news and I would like break down because I thought there was no hope and because you can surround yourself with negative news because there's so much bad things that happen and it's, it's really hard to overcome that. I had to take a break from doing climate action so that I could feel better mentally because I had this, like, it's called, like, climate anxiety. And it sounds kind of stupid, but it was, it was an issue for me because I felt so strongly about it and I was doing so much, but I felt like nothing was happening. So, um, yeah, it makes, me, it makes me feel really, it makes me feel upset. It makes me feel very frustrated when I hear about how little action is happening. I'm, I'm disappointed. I feel hopeless a lot of the time. Like us students and so many organizations, we've achieved so much. In 2020, I think there were 6 million students who striked worldwide. Like that is an insane amount. That is a huge movement. And I'm so proud to be part of that. I think that's great. But I just feel like, especially in Australia, what has come from that? Not much, not as much as we deserve there has been so much effort put in from our side and all the government says is oh you shouldn't be striking oh you should be in school you don't even know what's happening you're just wanting to go to the strikes because you miss like you don't want to miss school that is not true we care and everyone in at my age now cares they all agree that something needs to happen and that not isn't enough is happening the school climate strikes are focused on changing politicians decision making hopefully we've got a federal election just around the corner we've got some local government elections coming up um, so it'll be interesting to see how the decision making changes as people put for prioritize climate change what are some things that everyday people do you think that they can do there's so much um everyday people can do obviously i think the most effective thing is to join a climate movement or a climate group there's so many for all ages all occupations there's so many great groups out there and it can make you feel welcome you can feel like you're actually achieving something I think that's great because you talk to like-minded people but 
obviously some people don't feel ready to do that or lack the confidence. So well, I think the evident thing is like not to litter. Personally, whenever I go to the beach, I always try and pick up all the rubbish I see. When I go to school, I pick up the rubbish I see. I've become a little bit of a garbage woman <laughs> and um, I always have my hand sanitizer, especially like us living in Sydney, we need to be, and Coogee especially, we need to be so careful because everything that ends up on that's on the road will most likely end up in the ocean because with some rain, it just gets swept down. Like the beach is so close. So we really need to make sure we pick up everything. Fast fashion is a huge issue. Try not to buy clothes that you're only going to wear once. Well, don't buy clothes that you're only going to wear once. That's so dumb. Try and reuse clothes, like buy secondhand from Vinnie's, from Depop, eBay or whatever. Um, recycle your fabrics. H&M, you can bring them in and they'll recycle the fabrics. And then obviously like, you know, turn off lights or in, install solar panels if you can. Our, my house is, um, we have seven people living in my house and we use the energy off the grid equivalent to one person, like a one, one person house. And I think that's pretty cool. We have solar panels, we have like solar hot water, we have a water tank and it just, it makes you feel better on a day-to-day -day basis. And I think the, obviously the most important thing I think is to have conversations, is to educate people because there's only so much you can do. Politicians often don't want to listen, especially the federal politicians. And grassroots movements are so important. And we've already, there's already been such a shift in perspective and in opinions surrounding environmental protection. And we just need to keep going. If you talk to people about climate change, be open-minded. There are people, like people have different opinions to you and that's okay. Like listen to them hear what they have to say, like make them feel like they're being heard and then you can present your own opinion. But educate yourself, read the news. There's so much ignorance in our society. People don't know what's going on. Like, and I think that's quite, like a lot of people don't read the news anymore. And I think that's quite upsetting because it's our world. We should know what's going on. We're living, we're living here. We vote for politicians that make decisions for us. We need to know what they are doing. Oh, and obviously vote for the right parties. I think that is the most important thing. Educate yourself on what each party does and make sure you know what your priorities are and vote for the party that represents what you believe in. Because what the ne this next vote, like it's, it's so vital. As I said before, like we have a time bomb. If we, if we keep going like we are, I don't want to be depressing, but we're not going to have a very nice future. It's, it's not going to be like what it is now. And people are like, oh, you're overreacting. Like, that's not true. I'm not. Listen to the science, read the news, read the like thousands of reports that have been created and made. And you'll realize that this is the case. And what it like, treat it like the crisis that it is. We are living in an existential crisis and people need to wake up. People think, oh, we're going to miraculously come up with a like, a solution. What if we don't? What if we don't? Are we really going to sit there? If our world is destroyed, we are destroyed. It's a cycle. I hope you don't lump all politicians in the same basket. Oh, no, definitely not. Definitely not. That's what I mean. Vote for the good ones. Vote for the ones that are taking active measures that are talking to communities, that listen to people, that have forums, podcasts, you know, that actually know what's going on and don't only care about their personal gain. I think there's a huge issue with personal profit and benefit in politics. And I think it needs to be moved away from this like individual desire to become rich 
and have friends in the community that will help you one day. Politicians represent the people. And if they do that, they should be selfless in a way. But a lot of them aren't. Aliyah, before I let you go, there are three very tough questions that we ask everyone that comes on to Coogee Voice. You must declare the best beach in the eastern suburbs, where you can get the best coffee or hot chocolate or whatever is your poison, and where sells the best burgers. Go. Oh, my God. No, this is really hard. Well, okay, I have to say, I think I'm going to say Coogee for best beach because it's the closest one to me. Good to know you've given it thought. Yes, I have. Trust me, this conversation happens all the time. What about coffee? High Street Society is really good. And then I don't eat red meat, so burgers aren't really my thing. But I heard that Little Well in at Coogee Beach is pretty good. You don't do a vegan burger anywhere? Oh, Soul Burger. Soul Burger. That's really yummy. They have it it's at the spot. I do like that. Soul Burger is actually pretty good for people if you're trying to go vegan. It is really, really delicious. Aaliyah, if people would like to learn more about school strikes for climate and including how they can get involved, where should they head to? Well, the best place to head to, in my opinion, is um, our website. So just Google schoolstrikeforclimate.com. The four is the number four. And we have heaps of information there. We have a newsletter that you can sign up to. There's information. You can join our teams. You can get involved. It's a great website. You can also check out our Instagram, also schoolstrikeforclimate. We have a Sydney one, we have a New South Wales one, and we have a National Australia one. So they're all great places to get involved and get information from. Aaliyah, thank you so much for joining us on Coogee Voice. Thank you so much. What an inspirational chat. Now, if you'd like to learn more about School Strikes for Climate, check them out on Instagram at School Strikes for Climate. You've been listening to Coogee Voice. 